And so I'd like for you to take your Bible and I'd like for you to open it to Genesis chapter 12. And we're going to look at the first five verses of this chapter. And we're going to begin to unpack these verses and begin to understand God has a plan. God has a desire, just like he has for Abram's life, in which we're going to look at tonight. But that same plan is true for you and I. The most amazing thing that I think about when I think about my God is he is a God that never changes. Guys, you know, in 2020, we have lived in a year of constant change and trying to figure out how we're going to do ministry in the midst of so many variables this year. And yet we still serve the constant God who has always been and always will be. And so because of that, we understand God's plan, even all the way back to Adam, we see that there is a pattern of what he is wanting to do in individuals' lives. And that pattern still goes on today. And so I want us to look at these verses for a few minutes, understand God has an amazing, significant plan for your life and for my life, and just challenge it to not miss it. Uh, Don't settle and allow God to do in you exactly what he's wanting to do with every individual who knows him. And so in Genesis chapter 12, we're going to begin in verse 1, and we'll read through verse 5. And so I hope you'll follow with me as we read the scriptures together. And he begins in verse 1 by saying, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed." And I love verse 4, right at the very beginning. So Abram departed. As the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan, they came. We read this passage and we understand this is the call of God upon Abram who ultimately would become Abraham. And we understand God's strategy and what God was trying to do here. And by the way, you can follow this same pattern all through the scriptures. And again, as we've already commented, it's the exact same pattern God wants to do tonight here at Faith Church and through your life as a member of Faith Church. But here in this plan, we begin to see God calls Abram. And and he says, this is what I want you to do. I, I want you to pack it up, and I want you to go, and I will tell you when you get there. Uh, now, guys, I want you to think about that for a moment. Here's what God was telling Abram to do. I want you to pack up all your stuff, and I want you to go to a land that you don't even know where you're going yet. And if you begin to ask questions, God, how long is it going to take me to get there? I'll tell you when you're there. But God, where am I going? Just go in the direction I tell you. I'll tell you when you get there. Now imagine taking that little bit of information and going home and trying to tell your wife, "Uh, honey, we're packing it up. God's told us to just go. And where are we going? He said he'd tell us when we get there. Uh, And imagine how that would go in your home. And yet we see in this call, uh, Abram just, so he departed. He followed God at his word. And In this strategy, this is what God's longing to do. 
And it's true of Abram. It was true all the way through the Old Testament. It is now true in the church age. God is always looking for a people. And when he sees that individual or that group who will take him at his word, who will be obedient to what he says, and we'll share more about that in a moment, then God's going to do something really amazing in that life. And so this is God's strategy. Here's what he wants to do. He wants to take an individual or a group of people, and we know in this instance it ultimately would become Israel. And the desire of God with Israel was that this people would totally dedicate themselves to God, totally follow him, be obedient to his word and his calling on their life, so that, and here's the reason why, so that the glory of God could shine in their lives in such a way that all the nations of the world would want to know the one true God. And that's what he was desiring to do in Israel. And I want to remind you, that's what he's longing to do through the church age today, through you and I in this New Testament time. And so I want us to look at three different aspects for just a couple of minutes in regard to what God's longing to do. First of all, I want us to see out of our text God always wants to bless his people. Oh, we read through these five verses time after time after time where God said, I will bless, I will bless, I desire to bless, I will bless. Now, it's interesting. We need to understand what that word means. And if you began to to do a word study and begin to see what God's trying to get us to understand, this is what God wants to do when it comes to the word bless his people. Uh, To be honest, it's two different meanings. Uh, The first meaning uh, simply means that he wants us to bow. And and in that regard, that's my response to my God. And it is the understanding that in my life, as, as a follower of Jesus Christ, when I bow to my God in, in submission and surrender to him, and I choose to become obedient to his word, then And I want you to capture this thought because it is an amazing thought to me that God would allow this to be part of my life and your life. When you and I bow and we surrender and we humbly follow our God with all our heart, you hear me on this, it blesses God. It is a tremendous thought to me to know that I could arrange my life. I could surrender to my God in such a way. I bless him. And listen, I hope that we've matured in our faith enough to where I just don't always have to be the one being blessed. That I love my God so much and I so desire to be close to him that I could live my life in a way that blesses him. And oh, what an opportunity for us to be able to do just that. But then the second meaning of that word blessed that's used here, it means in abundance. And you say, well, preacher, what does that mean? Well, uh, the best analogy that I want to share with you, uh, we see it in the New Testament. We see it at the feeding of the 5,000. And we see where this amazing crowd had been following our Lord. The day is now well spent. And they've tarried with him for a long time, and they're hungry. And the distance for them to go home was too far for them to get there in time to eat. And so the disciples began to see this is an issue. 
And they went to the Lord and said, what do we do? And, he, and, and the Lord told him, said, look around, see what you got. And if you remember out of John 6, where they came back and, and they said, we got a lad's lunch. And one of the disciples asked a, a really important question. But what is this among so many? And Jesus told them to sit him down in order. And, and, and he took, and it, this, this miracle is written in all four Gospels. And one of the gospel writers said it this way. And he took the bread and the fish, and hear me, and he blessed it. And then he began to distribute. And listen, that little lad's lunch fed everybody. 5,000 men plus the women and children with 12 baskets left over. And Jesus blessed it. It gave abundance and if you understand fully what that means, this is what Jesus wants to do in your life and my life. When we would surrender to him and yield our lives to him, he wants to take our lives and bless it to where it's such abundance that when you look at what God's doing in you, you would have to say, oh my, only God could have done that. Listen, if I can explain what I'm doing right now, it's probably because Ken's doing it. But if we can take our lives and allow God to take it and to bless it, just like the lad's lunch, he could use our lives to such a great scale that we would look back and say, only God could have done that through us. Faith Church, could you imagine what would happen if you surrendered your lives individually and collectively as a church to where our Lord could take everything you guys are doing and bless it? in this community and around the world, and realizing through this church, God is doing only what God could do. He's doing far more than man could ever do. Oh, we use that term uh, constantly. We, we ask the Lord to bless the missionaries. Well, what are we saying? We're saying God used their lives to expand the kingdom well beyond anything they could do by themselves. When we say, Lord, bless the offering, what are we saying? God, take this money and give it out in abundance to where far more than whatever these dollars could do by themselves could ever do for the kingdom's sake. And so here God desires to do that in your life and in my life. And oh, church, let's not settle. Let's just not go through the routines of what church life is. Let's surrender ourselves in such a way that God is able to bless us in that particular way. Secondly, this blessing that God wants to do in our lives, uh, there is a condition, and we see it in verse 4. God tells Abram to go at the, in, in verse 3, and, and, and he begins to share with him about what I want you to do and, and how I want you to live. And, and, and I love verse 4 because uh, Abram was 75 years old when God called him to leave. Uh, I'm 58 years old and God called me to leave. And I relate to that. I'm thankful I'm 58 and not at 75. But here at 75 years of age, he tells Abram, pack it up and go. And in verse 4, we see three very simple words. So Abram departed. He was obedient. He, he desired to follow his God, no matter what the question still hadn't been answered yet. And friend, you hear me, 
God wants to bless you, but He's going to bless you through your obedience. And as you surrender to your God, acknowledge Him as Lord of your life, and follow what He is asking you through the Word and through the Spirit that lives within you. You will be a blessing to Him. He will, in abundance, bless your life to be able to do more than you could ever imagine. And it's through your obedience. And then the third point I want to share as we wrap this up is just simply this. Uh, We understand God desires to bless us. We understand that blessing is contingent on obedience. But then a truth I want to make sure we understand. And that is this. We serve uh, the constant God, as we've already mentioned. It is Jesus Christ, uh, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the immutable God who never changes. And he made this promise to Abram. Abram, this is what I want to do. I want to bless a people so that if they would surrender and follow, and I could bless them, that they would reflect my glory in such a way that the nations of the world would come to know him as the one true God. Well, if you look around, you read the headlines, you realize that hasn't been accomplished yet. There's still many, many, many lost individuals out there. So that means this, this promise, just as it was made to Abram and just as sure as it was made then, that promise is still legit for you and I tonight. That if we would be that one that would surrender, follow our God, allow Him to bless, He could use our lives to bring individuals who've never known Him into the light of understanding that's what that God looks like, and I want the relationship with Him. And so we understand that at the end, we read in Revelation that there's going to come a time when the nations of the world that have come to know the Lord will gather, and they're going to sing praises unto our King. And that day is yet to happen yet. So God still longs to do this. And the way He wants to do this through the New Testament church age is known as the Great Commission. Oh, listen, He wants to, to bless a church, a body, an individual, so that as they share obediently and live obediently the Word of God, that He would bless them because the promise of the Great Commission is, Lo, I'm with you always. Listen, when the presence of God rests on a place, on a body of believers, on an individual believer, don't you know God's going to give the increase? And so here as a people, what an opportunity for us to share the truth of the good news of the gospel, to disciple those who come to know Christ, and to constantly add to the body as God asked us to. And so friend, hear me tonight. God longs to use you. Uh, Listen, there are individuals in your life no one else will touch. And God's called you to be obedient to Him to share the good news and live your life in front of them to reflect the one true God. May you do so. As as I close, I'm reminded of this. We got a glimpse of it in the Old Testament. Solomon was king. And, And listen, Israel was just thriving and God had so blessed them. And in this time, the word about Israel was spreading all around the known world. And there was a lady who was a queen, and her, she was the queen of Sheba. And she began to hear everything there was about King Solomon, about the God of King of Solomon, and, and then also about Israel. 
And she came. And she said, King, I, I, I need to see this. I'm hearing it, and I need to see it. And Solomon gave her the grand tour. And when that tour was over, this is what the Queen of Sheba said. She said, listen, the half hasn't been told me what I'd already heard. And three times in her dialogue with Solomon after she saw it, she made the statement, your God is the true God. Friend, that's what God's wanting to do today. He's wanting his people to reflect his glory so that a lost world would know him. Could we submit to him tonight and just say, oh God, please help me. I want to bow before you anew and afresh and say, oh God, you're my king. I want you to use my life so that your glory could be seen and people come to know you. Oh, what an opportunity God's given us if we would obey and follow. As we close, I want to pray for you tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to share my heart with you, share God's word. And oh, I pray someone will say, Lord, use me this week for your glory's sake.